Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bezat Hashem, BPW number 52, that's Bais Pnimi Shear for Women, Shear number 52, and the first thing we're going to talk about may seem obvious to many, but nevertheless we'll ask the question and explain it. Um, people sometimes hear that couples are suggested by their therapists or they're by advisors to um, watch various reigns of sexually explicit materials together as a form of arousing themselves just for fun, and is that okay? And the obvious answer is it's not okay, but we're going to explain it as to as to why. Aside from, of course, the tyrant not allowing this from the Leisasuru, but we have to understand that this is something that that a lot of us have a hard time um, really feeling in with some mitzvahs. We think that some mitzvahs are to elevate us, yes, but they're not necessarily harmful if we don't keep them. And we need to realize that based on the way Hashem constructed our lives and constructed our beings, that by violating things that Hashem does not want us to do, it causes harm to us physically or emotionally or spiritually or, or, or all. We need to understand how sight in particular in particular uniquely impacts our subconscious and shifts our values in ways that are beyond logic and emotion. And we're unaware of these subtle shifts that take place when we see something and how what sight impact impacts us. So it's very, very important to realize that if we want to have a marriage and a and a home that is safe, that is loving, and that is a very powerfully unique. We don't want immodest images popping up in our consciousness, and especially in areas where there's the greatest potential, when we're intimate with our husbands, we're intimate with our wives. We don't want to have that corrosive effect of those negative images coming into us as we are connecting with our husbands and with our wives. And pornography is one of those very corrosive, negative influences in our culture. And it used to be primarily a man problem watching pornography, but unfortunately it increased to a great degree of women watching it as well, causing a lot of harm. Pornography material, it dehumanizes women causes each gender to lose respect for one another. And sometimes there's pornography that has violence with it. Also, it violates actual civil rights. And it's sad, despite all of this negative influence of what pornography could do, both men and women in this culture, in this world, are increasingly consuming pornography more and more and more. To explain how harmful it is, it's fascinating. There was a Nobel Prize winner, uh, a doctor, that studied these patterns in animals. And what they did was is they identified what markings, and they took a female butterfly wings without eye-catching. A male butterfly is attracted to the butterfly wings of a female as it pursues it. And they identified those markings, and his team, the scientific team, crafted butterflies out of cardboard exaggerated the patterns of the wings to make it brighter and flashier than found in nature. 
basically to create just like yeah, the supermodels in human form the scientists created a butterfly female supermodel and they charted and they watched how male butterflies would flock towards these images of these supermodel butterflies trying to mate with them ignoring the real butterflies that were all around them that is what pornography does it makes you shift focus to something totally fake and you lose out from the opportunity of being real and enjoying true real intimacy the law of pornography and a lot of this is brought down in the book holy intimacy by sarah marazov and rivka slonim and they did a lot of research on this the law of pornography is that you 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 it says that you can enjoy an immediate gratification and also be able to have a long-term satisfying relationship with one spouse that's impossible because sexual intimacy is natural pornography is not natural because it focuses on the body with without regard of any context of what a human sexuality actually is which is the opposite of intimacy pornography is the opposite of intimacy the premise is is that it will create excitement but in reality studies have shown that it creates a sexual dysfunction in both men and women problems with arousal problems with performance difficulty reaching orgasm decreased satisfaction not increased decreased satisfaction as you continue to watch pornography and for women who watch pornography the more depressed they get the more anxious they become the less interested they have in having an actual physical intimate relation with their own husband and they start experiencing body loathing self-loathing of their own body as they watch pornography comparing those uh, airbrush images of what women are quote-unquote to look like versus themselves and that creates a loathing a self-loathing so the idea really is is when a you know we don't have to say aside for but it's very clear that the husband and wife indulging together on that in watching this is still very very damaging to the relationship then the question goes about masturbation in general we know that with males it's there's a serious um restriction to release seed in vain and it's brought down in halacha female masturbation does not fall into that halacha category you speak to rabbanim that talk about it some say can't do it at all not permitted some say yes it's complex we're not here to discuss the halachic ramifications of it but the idea is though is that if it's used when you're focusing on sexual imagery that is usser then it is usser that is no question about it when you're fantasizing about other men or or on type of unhealthy things like that then that itself is the issue aside from the masturbation but the idea behind it though is as follows sometimes again a sex therapist may recommend one to self-stimulate and use exercises that way to help a woman achieve a certain climax or certain intimacy with her husband and that is aligned with terror values 
because the purpose of it is to strengthen the marital relationship. So with that, when you go to a a couple and then a a woman goes to a sex therapist under the recommendation of a Rav to do that, and this is what they suggest, and sometimes they, they, they need to do this in order to get themselves to the point to get their bodies ready to be intimate with their husbands, that is a healthy use of it, which of course needs discretion, which you discuss with a Rav, with a mentor, using a competent and experienced sex therapist to explain the boundaries of it. Generally speaking, just as a side point here, this is a klal in all of life's pleasures. We talk about masturbation, female masturbation. We talk about overeating. You talk about drinking wine and then over-drinking wine. Anything, any physical pleasure, something that causes physical pleasure, Let's put aside the halachic ramification of whether it is usr or not usr. Let's assume everything is mutter, just for argument's sake. That is permitted. We're talking about permitted pleasures. Any pleasure, permitted pleasure, there is always a risk of overindulgence to the point of getting unhealthy. So in other words, eating, no issue with eating, and even eating a little more, or eating something sweet, or eating Shabbos, or whatever it is, wonderful. But there comes a point where one uses it for stress, to relieve their stress, where they'll overeat and they'll emotional eating, and they'll eat a whole pint of ice cream, and they'll eat a whole bag of cookies, and they'll feel, feel sick afterwards, and they'll do it night after night, because they're using that as a release, because for the moment it does feel better, it releases pressure. The same idea with wine, you may enjoy wine, but again, now it comes a point where you, can, you must have wine with every supper, with every meal, or more than one cup, you need two, or you need three. Then it becomes a problem. So the idea being over here as well, that even if you're going to say on a halachic standpoint, it's technically permitted, whatever it is, the one problem of it is, of course, is you run the risk of it becoming an unhealthy escape and often an addictive behavior with, and then then you realize that in order for me to cope, I need to do this. I've had um, emails from girls in seminaries that got stuck with this and was trying to get out of it, and they were struggling with it, where it became not just here and there once in a while, but it became like it's a a fix that was needed in order to either alleviate pressure or that they enjoyed that sensation so much that they have a hard time stopping it. So the key with any type of physical pleasure, it's important to realize that that you need to get to a point where you are controlling it versus it controlling you. Similar to if you normally enjoy a piece of cake, there are times where you have to say to yourself, let's try without it. Will I be able to survive? Will I be able to cope? Will I be able to handle it? So that's the general idea behind it. Another aspect is, is that this sometimes takes away the focus of intimacy of the marital bond between a husband and a wife. It's ideally best when a couple experiences through their own sexual relationship the sensations while they're together. Because when they experience that pleasure together, 
then that emotional and physical expression of it feeds their bond and gets their bond stronger and stronger and stronger. So when it's the, the sexual pleasure and release of that sexual pleasure is exclusively focused with your husband, or husband with his wife, it takes the desire of intimacy that you're sharing with, with, with your husband and wife and you're pouring it into your soul, monogamous relationship of your home with a reunion, with a fueled shared love, with a passion which if one deviates from that and focuses a lot on masturbation, where, and of course, by males, it's an issue in halacha, females, you speak to a rav, but the bottom line is, is it still takes away to, from the unique soul focus of enjoying sexuality as a couple. Meaning that Halacha and Torah wants, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that you and your husband each should be the sole human source of sexual pleasure. And any intimacy that doesn't have either one of you that gives and receives from each other, and it's, if it's anything else, it's not intimacy. By definition, you cannot experience intimacy with just yourself. And therefore, masturbation, while pleasurable, and at times can fulfill a woman's immediate temporary need at the moment, but ultimately it will take away from that crucial aspect of your relationship, of meeting the needs of your husband and him trying to meet your needs. So, and often masturbation serves as a self-soothing technique to alleviate tension, like we said, to alleviate anxiety, sometimes to bolster self-esteem. And the key is, is very important, and it's, 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 it's hard to talk about such personal issues. And that's why it's so fortunate for people who are, are uh, zeiche to be able to talk to a competent mentor, whether it is an, a colleague teacher that you had a relationship or a marriage counselor that, that, that is confidential and understands these things that can help guide you when you feel anxious and you need to self-soothe to do it in healthy ways. And with female masturbation, when it's needed, when it's not needed, when it's healthy, when it's not healthy, to know through the guidance of a Rav, through the guidance of a from marriage counselor, when one is involved in this and know how to understand it with a healthy perspective. But year Masha year, however you want to look at it, it's really obviously not the goal of the intimacy. The greatest joy of intimacy, of sexual intimacy, is the journey of the discovery that you do together with one another, husband to wife, wife to husband. That is really the tachlis of it. That is the purpose of it. And that's something that is um, really, really important to keep in mind and do everything you can to use this the right way. Now, this topic that we're discussing now is a very uncomfortable topic. Really, really did not enjoy look re researching and reading about this. Really do not enjoy at all giving such a share. Really uncomfortable giving such a share to women, men also, frankly. But it is an important thing to mention 
and it's an important thing to be aware of. The bottom line is, unfortunately, pornography is a magefa in our in the country, in the world overall, in the United States as well. It's tremendously, it's an epidemic, and it seeped through our from culture. It did seep through, not just the modern Orthodox, and and I know this as fact, okay, not theory. It pervades everywhere, and therefore it is so so important to catch it right away, to understand what it does, to realize the negative effects of it. This is not a matter of wagging the finger. See, this is the important thing that people need to understand. You know, people seem to, uh, you know, have this uh, sort of one-dimensional aspect of it is that someone's wagging the finger at you, shame on you, shame on you, you're doing something like an animal and you're based and you're... And it's not a matter of being one-dimensional, like you're being a bad girl, you're being a bad boy type of thing. We're talking to mature adults now, and we're trying to explain how this is just very harmful for you, really, really harmful for you, not because um, someone's stuffing religion down your throat. This is something, the idea of what we talked about here, about the dangers of pornography, or the cautiousness of how to handle the aspect of masturbation. Again, by the men being it an outright prohibition, by the women being a little more gray area there on whether it is or isn't a prohibition, and even when permitted, when you know to know how to use it, this is not just a religious thing. This is even in just simply matter of watching one's health their emotional health, to understand these patterns. And studies have been showing that there are risks to it when it's misused. And it's a wonderful thing, a good tool, when it is used in the right way. So, like I'm going to say one more time, if, if there needs to be some form of stimulation, especially close to the time where where one is going to be with their husbands to get their bodies ready for it or to get used to it, or they have hadracha because they have some issues they need to work through with the bedroom issues, and a Rav recommended that you see a particular person and they're telling you to do this, then it's healthy to do these things. But at the same time, one needs to understand the risks of any type of pleasurable physical activity, whether it is eating sweets, whether it is drinking wine or masturbation, even female masturbation, if you're going to say it is mutter, even if putting the side, let's say it's 100%, no problem in that sense, If even if you're going to say that, there's still, based on just being a human being, on the way you're constructed, a, a, a real fine line where you have to be careful not to use things that are very pleasurable to be used as an escape or to relieve stress and to find instead healthier outlets to to express yourself. And the healthiest form of sexual pleasure is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed it. It's to be, it was created to be enjoyed within and for the purpose of deepening our marital bond. Husband to wife, wife to husband. That is really the true tachlis of it. And that is the true healthy expression of it. 
And it's so sad, even when I'm hearing, you know, studies in the secular culture. People have beautiful wives, very attractive husbands, and they could enjoy together wonderful sexual experiences. And they lose out by turning away from each other, by watching things, other types of sexually stimulating things, or the pornography and things like that, which deadens them. It dulls their sensations. The, 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 what we don't realize is, is that we, we have the mitzvah of suru, not to watch our eyes and to be careful with that. Men especially, but women too. But what we don't realize is when we do this, it heightens the actual sexuality. It heightens the, the true desire, the healthy desire that a husband has for a wife and a wife has for a husband. As we know clearly that when there's a large separation of the need period for many days, you're finally together, it causes a great excitement. You have secular science, neuroscientists that testify to that. They, they know of the Jewish Orthodox culture. And many have already said, we had a clip here once about it, that uh, Rav Khan brought in here, that, that they, they say that they, 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 they recommend it sometimes and they see the benefits of that of that soul focus. So the actual watching your eyes actually heightens the stimulus of wanting to be with your husband, husband to wife in the right way, in the right context when you're together with each other. So this year is a very fundamental one that is not often discussed in an open way. It has to be discussed. It's something that many of you will Say, this is not Negami, and God, God bless you. God bless you. If any, everything that we're talking about here, of the dangers of what we talked about, of pornography and of misusing or not directing properly this concept of masturbation, if it's beyond you and this is not Negea, Kalakavod. But it cannot be ignored for people who struggle with it or are tempted by it or have some confusion regarding it. And they need to ask and not be afraid to ask for guidance when it comes to these things. But the key really is, is this idea of suru, this idea of staying away from pornography or st- sexually um, stimulating visuals is meant for our benefit, not just our ruchniyistika benefit for our neshama, but for our guf too. This is beneficial for our bodies. This is beneficial to experience physical pleasure. Oilam hazeh. Mamish mikashmiyastika oilam hazeh to experience the maximum pleasure. Sexual pleasure comes from the direct connection between a husband and wife solely and hyper-focusing like a laser towards each other and no one else. And that is the best thing in Olam in Tainug of this world. Forget about Olam forget about the Neshama, it's for Olam And this is shown in studies, in many studies, about how pornography wrecks not just sexual function, but overall happiness creates a distance, creates a lot of negative things. It's something that's not talked about. And Halvai, we shouldn't talk about it. But please be aware of these dangers. Realize that us human beings are susceptible to it. We could watch ourselves by, of course, keeping the Torah and mitzvahs 
and being of Gedusha, and looking at the Isis of Torah when you're learning, looking at the Neir Shabbos, or the Neir Hanukkah, or every week the Neir Shabbos, brings a Kedusha, whatever could bring the Kedusha, and that Kedusha brings a heightened enjoyment to the Neshama and to the body together, when a husband and wife are finally together the right way, the way it's meant to be and the way it's supposed to be. Brochen Atzlochah.